Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here all by myself. No Matt O'Hara today. He's away with Pink Eye. Stink Eye? From the Brown Eye? Oof. Keep your face out of the bad place, my friend. But he's not here. And uh, today we're doing our sleeper episode uh, on a glorious Thursday. Because Matt's got that fever. I got that fever. Football fever. As the NFL season officially begins today with the preseason. I know you had a Hall of Fame game. It doesn't even count because nobody even plays. Today we're going to see... Baker Mayfield versus Quan Barkley, number one, number two pick. Baker's going to play two quarters. I'm excited. You watch Hard Knocks. Kid's going to be a stud. He's going to win the Browns a Super Bowl. I'll be fantastically happy. I can't wait. It's going to be a glorious, glorious season. But today we're talking sleepers. Uh, there is a little bit of news and notes. I'm sure I'm going to miss some stuff without Matt here. I didn't dive into the news and notes too much. I was trying to get this sleeper stuff ready. Uh, the biggest thing being Corey Coleman got traded to the Buffalo Bills for the seventh round pick. Uh, Buffalo in dire straits need and receiver help, and they do bring in a former first-round pick of Corey Coleman. I don't think this is a uh, a dump-off as the Browns did for your dynasty team because he is entering his third year, uh, should take a little bit of a step forward. He's He's been in some bad situations with some bad quarterback play. Not going to a place with good quarterback play now with quite possibly the worst quarterback play in the league, but there's still some upside and still some hope. For Corey Coleman now um, doing some research here and digging uh, deep it looks like Corey Coleman was going to get cut reg- if they didn't trade him uh, it looks like that Corey Coleman was going to the strip club on a regular basis uh, spent anywhere from eight to fifteen thousand dollars at the strip club and uh, get him you know get him prostitutes and that is not something that the uh, Browns wanted around Antonio Callaway. That's not something they want around Josh Gordon. Of course, Callaway gets busted with a very, very little amount of weed. Here we've seen the video here in Cleveland. Looks very, very minor. Just got his car back from Florida. The team seems like they believe him, saying... Because even a cop in a video said, hey, this is this might fly under the radar, man. This is this is not a big deal. You're, you're suspended without a license thing is a little bit more. But when we did our breakdown of Antonio Callaway, we said it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when... Uh, Antonio Callaway will get busted with weed, and it looks like it was pretty damn early. So, you know, they trade away Coleman. He gets bumped up into the starter role next day. Oh, hey, hey, look at some marijuana's laying around, but it's very minuscule amount. So we'll see what happens there. Hope he gets away without a suspension because he's looked fantastic in camp. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's get into some sleepers here. Because I am rolling solo like Vanilla Ice, and I need to get in and out. So I had Matt. I was like, hey, Matt, you know, your eye, it's looking pinky. Uh, why don't you send me over a little bit of a, a couple of your sleepers with a little with a little uh, paragraph on why you think this is. So let's go through Matt's sleepers first here. Uh, we're looking at running back. He's got down Rex Burkhead. I like Rex Burkhead as a sleeper as well. Matt writes, with the loss of Deion Lewis in free agency and the Sony Michelle's surgery, Burkhead has a great early season opportunity to establish a role in the New England offense. While Bill is quick to move on from someone who isn't working, he's also one to stick with something that is working. 
So if Burkhead can establish himself early, he could be looking at a season-long consistent workload role in a very fancy-friendly offense for running backs. And I agree, because there's no offense that's had more fancy points scored over the last couple of years. Uh, besides the Saints, it's been New England. So, And also, Rex Burkhead just signed a three-year extension, and Bill does like him. He He's probably the leader in the clubhouse for the early down roles with Sonny Michelle's knee. I still think this is Sonny Michelle's team. Um, it might start off Rex Burkhead hot. I would kind of use that sleeper mentality, maybe to try and capitalize on that Burkhead early season, first five games, good numbers. Because I am expecting, again, early on, some really good numbers. And then more of like a low-end running back two numbers when Sony really gets involved. But I definitely like the Rex Burkhead pick here as a sleeper with that extension. Running back scores a lot of points in New England in that offense. I think Rex Burkhead is a great choice. I also love the second choice here, Peyton Barber. He's on my list as well. Now, just came out yesterday, I retweeted it, uh, that Ronald Jones is having trouble in the passing game. Wow. Wow. Who who could have possibly uh, predicted that? I don't know. Maybe if you listen to this podcast, you would know that. You know, everybody keeps yelling and not yelling, but asking, oh, why are you guys so low on Ronald Jones? What are you guys thinking on Ronald Jones? Why? There's always a guy we're really low on that everybody else is high on. Last year was P. Ryan. There's always the one guy, uh, and it usually works out in our favor. And so far, Ronald Jones is already struggling in the passing game. And we said he struggled with that in high school. He struggled that in college. And now he's supposed to go to the pros and be some kind of pass you know, guru, savant, no, I don't think so. Small hands, goes down easy. Uh, he's electric at times, but at the same time, I think for fantasy production, it's not really uh, juice is worth the squeeze on that guy. So many better options. Karrion Johnson, a much better option. Who so far has had a fantastic camp? Matt writes about Payne Barber. Yes, the Bucks added Ronald Jones in the second round of the draft, but I have some serious questions about whether or not he can be a consistent running back in this league. I feel he will have games where he's able to break big runs and achieve fantasy relevance, but for the most part, he will be too hit or miss. It shouldn't take long for the coaching staff to recognize that he's not an every down back and that he does not have the contact balance needed to be effective down in and down out. Chris Sims is a turd who might catch 25 to 30 balls this year if he makes a team but he also has no fantasy relevance. That only leaves Peyton Barber. He's not a superstar, but he could be a sneaky guy to get very cheap. That will have a role, and if, when, Ronald Jones falters, he'll be there to pick up some extra work. Again, I concur. They might have to run the ball a little bit more early in the season. I think they're going to try and get him involved, but at the same time, I think Matt hit on the head. This is something we've been preaching for a long time now about Ronald Jones. So if we're going to preach Ronald Jones is not going to be fantasy relevant on a team with some good offensive weapons, somebody's going to have to pick up the slack there. Rumors so far or, or reports coming out of Tampa are that Ronald jo- or Peyton Barber's look pretty good. So Peyton Barber's on my list, and he's also on Matt's list. I think it's really good value. I think it'd be had for cheap. I think everybody's going after Ronald Jones. I think you pick up Peyton Barber, ride him out. Might finish the season as a running back two, which is going to be great value for his price. The whatever that you're going to pay, I think the outcome is going to be nice, and it could be one of those situations where uh, this could be a hashtag two to three year window kind of opportunity. Most likely not, but hey, give me 2018, give me to the playoffs, give me to the ship, give me where I need to be, and Peyton, Peyton Barber might be valuable there. Definitely, if you're really thin at running back depth, you can draft this guy. 
uh, trade for this guy, get him later, give up, I mean, what, a second-round pick in 2019? If you give up a second-round pick for Peyton Barber and you can start him on a week-in, week-out basis at running back or through those two bye weeks and injuries, maybe get three, four weeks out of Peyton Barber, maybe he's healthy there in the playoffs, that will be fantastic value. Love the Peyton Barber pick. Love the guy uh, for a pickup here for me and Matt both. Matt has is a deep sleeper, Terry Swanson. The undrafted rookie out of Toledo took over Cream Hunt after he came to the NFL last year and put up 1,363 rushing yards on 242 carries for 5.3, 5.63 yards per carry with 14 touchdowns at a 20 catches for 194 additional yards. That was with him missing a game early in the season. With Lamar Miller as the only healthy guy in front of him, he should get a great opportunity this preseason to show what he's made of in the NFL. And a lot of the times, that's all these running backs need. So if you're looking for you know, a deep sleeper, a waiver wire ag guy potentially, I know John DeMent has had a really good article on Terry Swanson's on DynastyNerds.com. You can dig a little bit deeper into that. And he is somebody that, with Lamar Miller, who they kind of got a little bit of a way of, because I like Lamar Miller too as a nice sleeper for the same opportunities that Terry Swanson may have, where there's not much going around him. We can't count on Deontay Foreman with Achilles injury. He's, he's probably not even going to be ready early on. He's going to have to work himself back from that. I think he's going to be not very effective in the fantasy world. Uh, this is going to leave you Lamar Miller and his backup. And Lamar Miller's backup could be somebody potentially that could really help you out, kind of like you know a little less of what we're going on for Peyton Barber there. So Terry Swanson is not only a nice stash on your dynasty roster, he might end up as a nice little sleeper in fantasy football altogether. Matt also has little notes on here on Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins is really impressive out there in Indianapolis. I like Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines over Marlon Mack. I like both of them. But, you know, as this as the steam keeps pouring out of this train of the Colts running back situation, it seems like Jordan Wilkins is really locked in. He's catching the ball well running the ball well. Naheem Hines is catching the ball well. Andrew Luck's looking fantastic, which is really going to open up the running game some here. They play inside a dome. Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines is really good value. We mentioned Wilkins, I think, a week or two ago as somebody who we could predict to be the starting running back there. I I think it's going to be Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines. I think Marlon Mack didn't show me enough coming off that shoulder surgery. I'm, I'm out on that. I'm going to roll with the Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. And Matt also had here Chris Ivory uh, as a notable person. You know, with that, that situation there in Buffalo, they're going to have to run the ball a lot. If McCoy gets beat up at all, look for Ivory to step in. Just as opportunity kind of running back, just getting more touches, more touches, more touches. Uh, with that quarterback situation, receiver situation, they're going to have to run the ball. I don't like the situation with the offensive line at all. I don't like the quarterback situation. But listen, opportunity for running backs carries alone could push you in that situation look what Trent Richardson did in Cleveland a while back the guy averaged like three something uh, a carry uh, didn't do much to make him look fantastic I think in around eight touchdowns or so but he got so many carries he finishes running back eight on a year that could be the situation with LaShawn McCoy or if he goes down with just a Chris Ivory situation as well look for a lot of dump offs in PPR leagues as well also on my list, I have Deion Lewis. You know, again, somebody who we've been preaching here for a little while now. He's he's got he got paid. All right, he got four years, twenty million. 
Uh, I think $8 million, that's guaranteed. No player had more rushing yards in the second half last year. Uh, led, the yet, uh, led NFL in 4.9 yards per carry. Uh, led the league in yards after contact with 2.611. 93% of his snaps were on first and second down. It goes on and on and on why I like Deion Lewis. I like Deion Lewis over Derrick Henry in fantasy football this year. He is somebody, again, I think he's getting $6 million guaranteed. Um, right around there, or $8 million guaranteed. So he's getting paid, uh, or 8.25, that's where I have my note is. So it's going to be Derrick Henry in the Deion Lewis show. Maybe Derrick Henry kind of gets more of the touchdowns there. But at the same time, I think Deion Lewis is going to be heavily involved in this offense. They're going to get their bang for their buck out of their money. Kind of how we preached when they brought in DeMarco Murray and everybody was preaching Derrick Henry. But meanwhile, DeMarco Murray was the fantasy value there. He just has not done enough for me to be fantasy relevant on a week-in, week-out basis. Talking about Derrick Henry here, I think Deion Lewis is going to be really good value. Again, with the Derrick Henry news, or everybody loving Derrick Henry, I'd rather go the cheaper route on a Deion Lewis, who might people think, hey, with the injuries, you know, Derrick Henry's the man there. He's going to be a true hashtag one-year window kind of guy. I think Deion Lewis, for the price tag and where he's going, is going to be very, very good value. Kind of same long as he falls in line with Chris Thompson with me. If you can get into that PPR uh, value, I know he's not saying he's not 100%, but again, this is a guy who averaged about 10.9 touches per game, 86 yards. Uh, I think he was he was a top 12 fantasy running back in PPR formats, and we went through that where a guy who goes through and has that many carries or what he does for target-wise always finishes a top 12 fantasy running back. So we'll see. Chris Thompson outscored Jordan Howard consistently last year. Lastly, at running back here, I have Matt Breda down for the 49ers. You know, Matt Breda, who who comes in with a really good, you know, like spark score athlete-wise, actually had a really pretty decent season last year. He had 645 yards, three touchdowns. He only did that in like 126 carries. And I think even more so where Carlos Hyde had that really good fantasy year, which is impressive, he did that behind him. I think he saw right around eight touches per game, uh, and they bring in Jarek McKinnon. And we don't know for sure if Jarek McKinnon could for sure – be that in-between tackles running back. I know they paid him, and I love me some Jarek McKinnon this year, and I think his true value is going to come in in, in that passing game. With t- he's going to catch a ton of footballs. But if they need some help in-between tackles running and to be utilized, I think Matt Breda could find himself with some value there. McKinnon gets hurt, he'll be a running back too. Even with McKinnon, health, McKinnon healthy, he could be a running back three. Uh, maybe a high-end running back three, maybe a low-end running back two. Depends how many touches he does get. But what if, they, what if he gets a little bit of a bump there? What if he gets about 11 touches per game? That's pretty good. There's going to be some good value there. Definitely if he gets all the goal line work there and they can move the ball downfield with their deep threat and Marquise Good at Goodwin. Um, I know they got George Kittles. is going to be a nice red zone threat as well. But I think this offense is going to take a big step forward under Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. And there's going to be running backs to be had to give you a great fantasy value. Love Jarek McKinnon. Everybody loves Jarek McKinnon. But let's not forget about Matt Breda. He's going to come in there. He's going to be a nice quality running back. Good season last year as a rookie. Coming in as a sophomore year. A little bit more familiar with the offense. God forbid McKinnon goes down. Matt Breda is the guy going forward with that. I like Matt Breda. Joe Williams is in the mix too. But I think Breda showed us enough last year. Where he'd be locked in as that number running back number two year. Nice little sneaky little uh little sleeper guy there. Let's move on to the wide receivers. 
Matt writes in his coming. I mean, he goes real deep. He's going deep here, sleeper-wise. The wide receiver at first, he has Chad Hansen out of the, for the New York Jets, one of my guys, who surprisingly on the recent depth chart is uh, third string. But Matt writes, with the positive early report coming out of the offseason activities and the fact that the other wide receiver, Robbie, other than Robbie Anderson, who is a complete knucklehead, the Jets don't have any even semi-established wide receivers on the roster. I love the opportunity for Hanson to establish himself as a reliable target that can move the chains and more. Uh, I like Chad Hanson a lot too. I think we're going to get a little bit more value out of Chad Hanson in maybe 2019 because, again, Robbie Anderson is going to be there. Quincy Anua's coming back, so we can't forget about him. I think Quincy Anua uh, might actually be a nice little sleeper there in New York, somebody who I'd like to get some late-round target shares in. I was targeting best ball a lot. Um, Quincy Anua is somebody who I was really looking at down the road there. Definitely if we don't know what's going to happen with Robbie Anderson. He also has Jake Kumaro down. Now, Jake Kumaro is in Green Bay. And reports lately coming out of camp is that him and Rodgers have just been connected. They've had this, they have this chemistry. It's like Romeo and Juliet out there. All right. It's like me and Matt, how, how we just flow so naturally through here through the podcast. He comes in, big dude, six foot four. Um, Rant, Matt writes, before, before I go to Matt, right, I did go through every single league I'm in and picked up Jake Kumaru in every single league I was in. Kumaru, Kumaru, I don't know. Uh, with Randall Cobb coming off an offseason ankle foot surgery, just got out of the walking boot recently, and Geronimo is the only other wide receiver of note that isn't a rookie, Kumaro has a great opportunity and has taken advantage of it. Aaron Rodgers has liked what he's been seeing so far in camp in his size, six foot four, two hundred and nine pounds. He could be a great weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Agreed. You know, just out of reports of these camps, which I, you, you, you got to take seriously, Randall Cobb has been coming off the field, going back on the field with that ankle. There's no reason to think that's not going to flare back up during the season if it's already flaring up now. Uh, maybe it gets a little bit better. Matthew Betts, one of our uh, medical guys, would probably be better to talk about that. But I really like this guy's a nice, deep sleeper. I mean, he's on nobody's radar. I, I'm in 15 dynasty leagues. I went through, he was on a waiver wire in every single league I was in. I went through and picked him up in every every single league but one because there was one league I did not have any room or anybody wanted to cut, and which is pretty hard because the upside is definitely there for a guy like Kumaro. Uh, if Devontae Adams starts getting doubled up there, you know, you got Jimmy Graham too, but he, you get some big weapons here. And anybody in that offense that has a potential to contribute for fantasy points is something I'm a fan of. So I'm a fan of Jake Kumaro early. He's worth a stash on your roster at the very worst. He's getting some running back uh, one, some work with the ones. This guy could be somebody you pick up off your waiver wire, who you literally have potential to start on your fantasy roster. And at the very worst, maybe starts off hot or gets in there early and he and he fl- shows a little bit. You might be able to flip that into something you really want. Pick him up, Jake Kumaro, Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Matt also has here others of note, Rashard Higgins for the Cleveland Browns. He's really been locked in this year. Hollywood Higgins with Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield making big plays downfield. If Antonio Callaway gets suspended, Josh Gordon, we still don't know what's going on, but it looks like he's going to be back soon. It could be Higgins who benefits in his Cleveland roster. Rashard Higgins is absolutely worth a stash on all rosters, can come in this year and be a viable asset. They have no other receivers really on the roster unless they bring in somebody like Des Bryant. Rashard Higgins, Kenny Galladay he has for the Detroit Lions. Everybody's kind of on the Kelly Gall- Kenny Galladay um, bandwagon. He also has Laquan Treadwell. These are just little guys of notes for him. 
some of my guys here that at receiver that I like as well. I've been preaching Marquise Goodwin. I've been pe- preaching Marquise Goodwin for about four or five months now. This is a guy when Jimmy Garoppolo came in from like week 13 to 17, uh, saw about 25% of the targets. This is somebody who's a nice deep threat. The rapport with him and Garoppolo already out of camp has been really, really going well. And he's going to come in here in a Kyle Shanahan offense. He could be the big deep threat receiver that Shanahan loves and loves to target in that offense as well. So if we were going to talk about Matt Brady and Jarek McKinnon about this offense taking a step forward, a big receiver is going to step up and be that guy. I made a bold prediction uh, right around five months ago that I thought Marquise Goodwin would finish as right around a top 16. I think he's between wide receiver 16, 18 ahead of that. So a mid-range wide receiver two or better. If he sees 100-plus targets this year, that which is very possible, this guy could be a legit high-end wide receiver too. Marquise Goodwin, if the touchdowns start to roll in there on this deep threat ability, then he could finish as a low-end, sneaky wide receiver in one. It is possible, people. Marquise Goodwin. I'm a fan of what's going on there. I'm a fan of him putting his game together finally, and I think Marquise Goodwin fits the realm as a fantastic fantasy football sleeper. What about Danny Amendola? Huh? Danny Amendola out there in Miami. You know, with the with the loss of uh with the loss of Jarvis Landry to Cleveland Browns, there's a lot of targets available there. A lot of targets to the point of, well, you know, what about half the targets there, which equal to about 161. Somebody's have to rebound there. We don't know if Devontae Parker could step up and be the guy that is not for sure yet. We've been waiting for him to come in and be the guy. I think he can be the guy, but nothing's locked in there. Somebody's got to be that slot guy. Somebody's got to see a lot of those targets for Gase's offense. And I think Danny Amendola, again, somebody could be had for cheap, could be a nice little sleeper in fantasy football, mostly on PPR. Uh, don't expect a lot of touchdowns, but for a PPR guy, this is a guy that come in there, contribute, be a wide receiver three for your roster, week in, week out, could do the points that you need to kind of get going down there. I like Alan Hearns in Dallas as a number one receiver. You know, the last couple of years he's played in the slot. Really hasn't been his game. They're going to move him to probably most likely outside there in Dallas to be that number one receiver. And when he did that, that's when he became that dar- dynasty darling with over 1,000 yards in Jacksonville uh, three years ago. So th- somebody's had to catch the football there. Right now it's just Michael Gallup and Alan Hearns. I think Matt Alan Hearns... Again, very good value. We've been preaching about him. Same thing with Tyrell Williams. I know Mike Williams has looked good so far, but with no tight end, they could easily run, run three wide receivers sets here all the time. This is a guy who who had up in 2016, had a very nice year. I think he had about almost 1,000 yards receiving there. I know Keenan Allen was hurt, but again, this is somebody where if Mike Williams really can't step up to be a, the guy, Tyrell Williams could slide his role right into be a wide receiver three. Uh, John Brown in Baltimore. This is a guy we've been talking about again for a couple months now as he, he fits that bill perfectly for what Joe Flacco likes to do is be that deep threat. And right now, again, the camp news coming out of camp is that he's been looking very good and him and Flacco have had a really nice connection. This is a guy in his first two years came out exploding. He was a dynasty darling. Everybody wanted some shares of him. Then he had a sickle cell problem. He had a uh, cyst on his spine. We're going to hope all that kind of cures that. John Brown, real nice sleeper there for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Somebody's got to come in and step up and be the guy there. Chris Hogan, somebody who doesn't have really the name value, 
but very good fantasy football value. Could easily finish as a wide receiver two in that New England offense as that number one big play threat there in New England. Somebody's got to step up again. Look for Chris Hogan, somebody who's not very loved, but contributes and help your fantasy football team. If you want to get a little bit deeper, like I, said, I mentioned, Quincy and Newell earlier, he's somebody with a good size. Nobody really there for targets there in New York. Nice guy uh, to have on your roster. Keelan Cole comes in from last year. He's somebody that really stepped up with a nice sneaky rookie year. I think he had about almost 750 yards receiving right around there. Offseason news was from a local beat reporter that the Jacksonville Jaguars loved, loved, loved Keelan Cole. And guess what we see on the depth chart when it first comes out? Oh, Keelan Cole is just a starter across Marquise Lee. We thought it could be D.D. Westbrook. We thought it could be D.J. Shark. Here it is, Keelan Cole, somebody who was a waiver wire pickup, can now be a nice fantasy option again here with Blake Bortles. And remember, Blake Bortles does finish as a nice quality quarterback, one in fantasy year in and year out. They, get, they, they put up the yards. So look for Keelan Cole be a nice little sneaky sleeper for your fantasy football team. Let's talk about a couple tight ends. At Dynasty Matt chimes in with Tyler Higby. Coming into his magic third year, Higby has a great chance to establish himself early. Gerald Everett was last year's second-round pick and Coach McVay's hand-picked guy. But he's already nursing a shoulder strain, and that could be one of those injuries that can that a guy can play through, but it ultimately renders the player less effective all season. Higby, on the other hand, is starting his third season, which is usually when things start to click for tight ends in the NFL. Don't forget Higby is a former wide receiver who has the speed to get up seams or get to get deep vertically and catches the ball naturally. I, I think Tyler Higby is a nice, great stash. He might be on your waiver wire at this point, definitely with the Everett news, but everybody's waiting for Gerald Everett to step up this year. I think it's a really cr- crowded field, but if you're talking real big-time sleeper, Tyler Higby fits the bill. He has other newts. Uh, Eric Swoop, possible trade. Blake Jarwin, who seems locked in in that as a Dallas number one tight end. He, we told you to pick him up a couple months ago. He so far looked good in camp. And again, somebody's got to be the pass catching catch option in here in Dallas. Will it be Blake Jarwin in the red zone? Will it be Alan Hearns? Will it be Michael Gallup? They're all good investments, all of them. Obviously, Gallup's expensive. Alan Hearns a little expensive. Blake Jarwin, inexpensive. If you need tight end help and you want to shoot for the moon, Blake Jarwin's a guy to shoot for. Vance McDonald, again, could be a nice red zone target heavy guy in here. If you get, this guy can learn how to catch the football, we're all going to be in a very good spot with Vance McDonald. He's somebody that's shown us some big playability. I mean, last uh, year in the playoffs versus the Jaguars, this is a guy that came in and stepped up uh, and had, I think, 10 catches for 112 yards, Real good game. They have Jesse James there, but they traded for him. They need that tight end. Big Ben likes the tight end. If he can stay healthy, which he's not been able to do, and learn to catch the football, could finish as a tight end one on a year. Uh, what about Ben Watson? You know, I know he's older. I know he's thirty-seven years old, but he you know, he, he has he has a rapport with Drew Brees when they played again a couple of years ago. I think he finished as tight end eight overall when he did. New Orleans likes to use that off. You know, the tight end. They have Michael Thomas locked in, but the wide receiver two rolls up for grabs. You know who who's that going to be for a sleeper? Is it could it be Ted Ginn again? Could it be Cam Meredith? Could it be Traquan Smith, the rookie? I would lean away from the rookie uh, year one, but you're going to need that tight end in the offense as well. Ben Watson, great value. Mentioned him earlier in the year, and I think he still holds true to that effect. 
you know, Ricky Seals Jones is going to be on everybody's sleeper list. That's not really um, anything crazy to think of because he, he's a big former receiver. And they don't have anybody else there. Jermaine Gresham, Gresham has an Achilles injury. He ain't going to be ready for week one. So if you're looking for somebody like definitely when Sam Darnold, Sam uh, Bradford's in there, who's, you know, the quick pass, gets the ball out quick, intermediate passes, accurate, that if you can go on the football, Ricky Seals-Jones has some really good value. Even somebody for, like, the Ravens, you know, he's a little bit older, but what we saw the Hall of Fame game, Hayden Hurst was targeted heavily, even scored a touchdown there. I think he's somebody who might come out, out the gates swinging. We mentioned John Brown for targets. Somebody's got to catch the football. I mean, Baltimore's been going through uh, tight ends, at a pace like no other. I mean, we've mentioned so if there's any other team we've been mentioned, Oh, look at this guy for a tight end possibility. Look at this guy for a possibility, a tight end Baltimore's in there every single week. I mean, they're going through the door. Like it's like a brothel. So for me, Hayden Hurst this year might hold value as a rookie. He's got the age. Hopefully he's got the wisdom. He's going to get the targets. Somebody in Baltimore has got to step up. I like John Brown. I like Hayden Hurst this year. Both as nice little sleepers and offense. I look for that team to kind of trail at times as well. So a little catch-up, little red zone action. They need some red zone action, right? Who's going to be the red zone guy? Why not a little H? Why not a little HH? A little Hayden Hurst. Get that guy the football, fellas. Toss him the rock. Love George Kittle this year. I think George Kittle's going to have a big step up as well. Um, so that's it. Quarterback-wise, I mean, yeah, quarterback sleepers. I mean, what kind of kind of sleeper are you going to get really a quarterback? Who's going to step up, you know, like Alex Smith last year? You know, you're kind of guys that aren't going to be really too available. Like, I like Pat Mahomes this year with the Russian ability. I love Andrew Luck in redraft leagues this year. That's a guy I'm targeting everywhere across the board is Andrew Luck. I think the value is there. I really like Jared Goff this year to step up and take another step forward into his progression to show that he's the number one overall pick. The guy is surrounded with weapons, surrounded with weapons. Uh, so I like Jared Goff a lot, a lot. Blake Bortles is always good value for that you could be had for cheap. Mitch Trubisky take a step up this year with all the weapons he has. Tyrod Taylor can have a little bounce. Eli Manning can bounce back this year, but there is value there. So that's it. Half hour episode this uh, this week because I'm solo. That's it. I can only talk for so long, fellas. Uh, so everybody have a good time now watching preseason football from today on the rest of the week. I can't wait to see my boy Baker Mayfield go in there. I can't wait for the Browns to take the first step in shocking the world, which they're going to do. We're going to shock the world, baby. Uh, in the meantime, you, if you have any questions you want to talk Dynasty about, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. If you want to talk about Matt and his stinky eye, uh, he's at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the website at DynastyNerds.com. Still working on those rankings and stuff. I know we promised it. It was close. Uh, they take a little while to do. Uh, you can always support the podcast by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps the podcast in more ways that we could possibly say. Keeps us at the top of the charts, baby. Uh, buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Guaranteed to increase your five high five and take the most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever wear in your entire life. And that is it. Enjoy your Thursday. I'm enjoying my Thursday. I'm so stoked. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Matt will be back, hopefully, with two normal eyes. Until then, I bid you adieu. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.